He's from the north. She's from the south. And we want to know what's in your mouth. Hello, 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 and welcome to In Yo Mouth. I am your first choice greatest hits, Dr. Love, because I got the potion and the emotion. Hostess with the hostess, Munoz. And <laughs> sitting next to me, as always, is my favorite gal pal, my Dr. Ruth. She's a sniper in and out of the bedroom, Marie. I think that's my favorite intro you've ever given on our podcast. <laughs> Well, I'm really, really excited today because we have an actual doctor with us. Wait, you're not a doctor? Uh, I am a doctor of love. Oh, doctor yeah. Love. I'm a doctor. Doctor Love. Yeah, I'm a doctor of cock. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, let's get into it. <laughs> Let us get into it. I am very, very excited, and we are very proud to have Dr. David Hackney with us today on In Your Mouth. Can we hear it for Dr. David Hackney, people? Yeah. Yes. Oh, let, let me make clear, though, that's phony doctor. Phony P- doctor. Yeah, I, so I can't remove your appendix or. Oh, right, yes. Do any. There we uh, go. <laughs> he's a not a like medical any, doctor. Any implants or anything like but that. But what is your doctor? Oh, damn. Yeah, what Marie, is your- Marie was hoping uh, for a, a new boob job. Yeah. It's- a new one? <laughs> Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure are real. And I needed uh, at least another three inches down below. Uh, That's what I've heard on the street. (laughs) Well, wait, so you have your PhD. What is it in? In uh, in communications. Communications. That's what we're doing right now. I know. You're you're actually better qualified to be doing this than we are. Definitely. Actually, it would be ABD, which means all but dissertation, but that's, a, oh. that's another story. Oh, my God, my brain is already you growing. Don't, you, don't wanna, you don't want to get into that. that would, uh, well, let's start yeah. from the beginning. So right. how, do, how do we know each other? I was trying to think. I, it, we have Rush Limbaugh to thank for it. Oh, thanks, oh, Rush Limbaugh. Thank you, Probably Rush Limbaugh. The only good thing we've ever gotten out of Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> Remember when he called Sandra Fluke? A slut. Yes. Oh, yeah. And she was the one trying to get birth control included. Oh, my goodness. This was a lot. This was a minute. 2012. Right. Wow. And you wrote a song mm-hmm. that says, I'm a slut. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a search for material for my class about this. Right. And I stumbled across this video, and I thought, this is a great thing to show in class. <laughs> I always like pushing the envelope. It was, it was risky. What was the uh, class, a communications class? The, cl- the class was in uh, public opinion. Uh-huh. And what I was trying to make is that public opinion can be swayed a number of different ways. Mm-hmm. And humor is a good way of connecting with people. That was the point. And then I showed your clip. And then I started searching and all these videos. You had one about karate, and uh, <laughs> I can't, I can't even remember all of them. Um, there's even a new one about vasectomy. I know, I know. Oh I, yeah. yeah, I saw that one. I saw that one. And uh, so then you put out a notice that you were funding your first CD. Oh right, yes. And, Kickstarter. And I, is that what it was, Kickstarter? Yeah, I and I saw so. $1,500 and you get a day in Central Park with Katie and Marie. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, uh, Is that one of our rewards? Yeah, that was one of the rewards. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody wow. actually pay no. for that? No, oh, no, no. I was no. about to, t- I was but about to say- I, uh, No, I was uh, sort of down on the, I think, the $50 level. Right. I said, and then I got that. Then you were appearing, uh, 
you were touring. Was it with uh, Dweezil Zappa? I, I've seen you twice. Oh, you okay. and Katie twice touring. Oh, okay. Uh, both times, and one time in Philadelphia, one time out in Ardmore. You were touring with the Zappa band? Yes. yes. Yeah, Dweezil Zappa. Right. Yeah. And then Frank were, Zappa's son. Right. And then there was a time at uh, Good Good Comedy uh, yes, in Chinatown. We love that. Yes, yeah. we love that club. Oh, cool. Wow. And then another time I couldn't make it. I got sick. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then that's how you found out about In Yo Mouth. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think I've uh, followed you on your webpage for, ever since. Uh-huh. And then I saw, so I think I probably, the first podcast I heard was probably the second or third. Uh-huh. Wow. Ah. You've, you've been with us right from the very beginning. Uh, I've only missed a couple. Yeah. Fortunately, I have a class on Wednesday morning, so I have to drive, and it's the first thing I do when I get in my car. I hook up the, the phone, plug in for the Bluetooth. And, and, and we're not too risque for you sometimes? But I'm alone in the car. Oh. <laughs> Your wife isn't an avid nobody, fan. Nobody, nobody. But one hand nobody. on the steering well, wheel and one hand on the pod. Well, people oh, people nice. have been asking me, oh, well, you're going to want to hear this. And I said, well, let me see how it comes out. It's a little risque, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, especially Marie, she's uncontrollable. Uh, oh. <laughs> you're, you're telling me I, I have to put on two pairs of pants well, when I'm around I, her. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm listening a couple of weeks ago, and, and suddenly, suddenly you're talking about food, and then there's a tangent, and Marie is wondering whether her roommate can hear her vibrator. <laughs> I'm curious. No, well, can your roommate hear Well, it? she didn't listen to the episode because she would have told me. <laughs> right? I did ask her. <laughs> so that's how you can tell well, who's listening no. to the pod. So I, I, uh, I tell people that Marie is someone with almost no filter. Oh, uh, that's what my yeah. parents always say. Is that what they said? Yeah. My parents, my mom growing up, her biggest fear was that I was going to embarrass the family. Mm. Like constantly. Uh, we'd go to dinners and she'd go, Marie, now don't embarrass me. Don't embarrass me. You're going to embarrass this family someday. And and then they came to our very first like reformed horse show, and she goes, "Yep, there it is. I knew it. I knew it." But they're such huge fans now, so it's great. Yeah, she's she's it's made your great. dress for the for the teddy bear song. Yep, she's yeah. made my mom's made costumes, yeah, and she was that. front and center in Charleston. Um, yeah, I so, think I yeah. know quite a bit about the reformed horse. Yeah, I mean, I, I've really, uh, I, and remember uh, many of the uh, debut, and I still have the two CDs. Oh, wow. Yes, wow. we did a huge mailing, and I do remember email, uh, mailing it to you. Mm-hmm. So that's where it all began. Oh my God! Well, well. So now you. So he knows everything about me, but this is Michael Munoz. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Well, only curious, what I have heard on the pod. I'm curious right. what you remember that you know about me. Well, uh, oh, I remember. <laughs> I re- Very afraid. I, I remember ueh, you're talking about your mother. Mm-hmm. Okay, a lot, a lot of nice things about your mother. Yes. Oh, we're celebrating. And a big you've talked hers. about Provincetown a lot, <laughs> and my happy place. You have talked about beaches in this area that are bathing suit optional. Wow, yeah. which they, funnily enough, um, the Jersey Shore is banning yes. uh, booze on the. Oh, on no. the beach, yeah. not on my beach. What are they going to taste not out on of my? my beach. Th- they're yeah. going to taste out of my thermos. Oh no! Oh, well, the, no. the problem is, there's a lot of underage um, kids on the beach, and mm. they, they, that was the problem. They were going and drinking, and you know, right? Nobody, nobody drinks before they're 21. I mean, we know. No, 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 no. I mean, we uh, Marie and I fly weekly to California just to get our legal weed fix. Yes, oh, yes. Yeah. Why do you mm-hmm. have to go that far? 
Huh? Mm. Well, Colorado's closer. Oh, uh, yeah, but I, I just like the sunny weather. Oh, okay. <laughs> sunny that weather and, and, you know, the, the salt air on my bosom. <laughs> well, I thought it would be super fun to have you on the pod to educate our oh, young minds. Because what I love is that you are an avid listener. You listen every week and then you send me notes and, right. and little, you know, stories about your life. And um, the one that really caught my um, attention was when you said that you were worked at the Campbell Soup yeah, Factory. I did. Because we, we ha- we're talking about, well, your tomato soup or your, mm-hmm, I don't know how mm-hmm. that, what we were talking about with we Campbell. Were, we were talking about the time I had a tomato soup craving. Right. And I oh, went right. out to um, Dwayne Reed to pick up a can of Campbell's and I noticed there was high fructose corn syrup in it and I got very, very angry. And so I started to tweet and Campbell's Soup tweeted back, oh, well, maybe our natural select version of tomato soup would be a better choice for you, <laughs> which is more expensive. And I got even angrier. Why do I have to pay more for less ingredients and ingredients that shouldn't be there to begin with? Because they make fewer of them. Yes, of course. That's, that's yeah, it. It's so cheaper to when use you have a, the HFCs, of course. When you have a small run, uh, it costs just about as much money as you do with a large run, so you have to recover those costs. Yeah. But before yeah. we get into the Campbell yeah. Soup, I want to give like a little bit of history, yeah. right? Okay. Um, Dr. David Hackney, you know, a graduate of uh, the University of Pennsylvania, uh, his first job was a newspaper reporter. Yes, and a paper that doesn't exist anymore. Oh, so we can just talk, we can trash talk them all we want, right? I still have friends. <laughs> From the newspaper reporter to public relations and now college professor, um, you seem to have done it all. Well, I don't know if I've done it all, but I I think I've done something. That's one of the things I uh, emphasize to my students, that they are probably going to have careers like mine. Not exactly, but they'll probably have two or three careers over the course of their life Mm -hmm. so that they really need to learn how to think rather than the technical aspects, because mm-hmm. those technical aspects will change. But, yeah, I've, I've loved it. I, I saw that the newspaper business was in trouble in the early 80s. This is, we had a whole wave of closing of evening papers, which is what I uh, worked with. And I uh, wanted to make some money, too. I mean, public relations just pays a heck of a lot better. So you started to strip, is what you're telling right. me. Right. You know, I'm, I'm open. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, I, I, I got a I got a kid that goes to college needs to go to college. Listen, and and, and, and I want to retire he, someday. Dr. David Hackney was making those twenties, honey. Oh, yeah. funny. But then after 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 I had made enough, and uh, uh, then that's when I got an offer to do a teach at Rowan, and I decided to go into academia. And it probably is the lowest paying job I've ever had. And the most rewarding. Mm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I do love that. Definitely. Is the cafeteria food at Rowan any good? We have a, uh, a good, <laughs> good question. A good food service operation. Uh-huh. Uh, now, the students will complain because, oh, it's the same thing every day. It isn't. They do have some of the same items, but uh, it's got enough variety. It's not the typical college cafeteria food that people might remember from 20 years ago. Mm. And... Because they've grown so much, uh, there are uh, six, 16,000 students now, uh, restaurants have come into the area as well. 
So we've got uh, a lot of uh, of good restaurants. The students now are always looking to get something inexpensive, and that's that's where uh, that's where they have a problem. They can they can get good food, but it costs money, or they can get lousy food and it costs less, right. which is why you end up with what they used to be the freshman ten. Mm. Now it's the freshman twenty. Really, because well, of all the well, pizza's cheap, cheapest thing, right. and they eat a lot of pizza. Pizza is tasty, and right. people that age love it. So. We are no strangers to pizza on this no, podcast. No, we love right. it. Are you? Um, does your wife pack a lunch, or are you? Do you eat on campus? No, I usually uh, eat on campus or on the way uh, the way home. Uh, we uh, we do have something that's not exactly a faculty club, but we do have a a, a restaurant. Uh, right that, that the is run by the food service people mm-hmm. and uh it's 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 decent enough and now i'm spending a lot of my time uh at penn and there they've got a lot of uh they don't have one central food service area they've got a lot of different cafeterias spread around and they've got a little very upscale uh a food court uh over on about 34th and walnut that's really good healthy food well prepared but expensive again. Very expensive. That's when I the taught, problem. when I taught, I worked for opening act here in the city, and I taught in the Bronx. And all, my students would run after school, grab McDonald's or Burger mm-hmm. King, and mm-hmm. run back for for my acting class. And we we'd have these long discussions of like, you guys, like this stuff is so bad for you, but it's a dollar. That's... You know, they go to the dollar menu, and then they can eat like kings for so little money. Oh. But And it just didn't really sink in. This is what we dealt with a lot at, at Campbell Soup. There's a lot of additives in right. processed food, but it's inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you take a, a can of condensed soup, which is not as popular as it used to be. You can probably get, if you're a mother and you're saying, you probably get three servings. You can, you can mm. eat, three kids can eat from that. You're only spending maybe 75 cents for the can. That's a pretty good deal. Because of the water you're adding. Yeah, the water you add, yes. If you're really trying to stretch it. Now, the most popular soups now are the the ready-to-serve. Yeah. 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 Uh, And uh, one of the challenges we had, even when I was there, was how do you reach younger audiences? You know, what, what were called dinks. Double, Thanks. Double, yeah, double income, income, no kids. Double oh, income, no kids. What's exactly. a twink? Uh, a, a, a twink is a hairless young gay boy. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're different. Very different. Okay. Very different. And different from a twerk. Uh, uh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> what do you know? Oh, oh, oh we're going back to your stripper days. <laughs> I see, uh, doctor. Doctor, if I may call you doctor, no, just no, brought, knows how me, to please call me. Dave. Knows how to bring it please. full circle. Please. <laughs> um, so, David. So, back to Campbell's soup. Yes. yes um, and so, stretching the dollar. Well, <clears throat> can I tell you though? I think something that might be of interest that isn't exactly a food story, but it's connected to food. Uh, one of the jobs that I had there was putting out fires. Uh, an incident would happen and they'd say, oh, we've got to get you to wherever. And uh, so one afternoon I get a call and says, oh, you have to go out to our Ohio plant. The workers are threatening a strike. What the heck's going on? They said, yeah, they'll fill you in when you get there. Well, the reason the workers were threatening a strike is that two people had been caught in the warehouse having sex. Oh, and oh and they amongst have- the soup, a yeah. little, well, a little and, throw, a and, little. and they uh, it was and, as big as a can. <laughs> and the plant Ooh. manager wanted to fire them, and wow. the union said, 
Where does it say in the contract that you can't have sex on your break? Ah! <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it did it. And the plant manager is going, you mean I have to spell that out? And they, it's not there. It just says they can't leave the property and a couple of other things. But it doesn't say no sex. So, you know, but that's ridiculous, you know. But anyway, so we settled it. The, the two people, instead of being fired, were suspended for one week because of a sanitary violation. <laughs> and the plant manager saying to me, sanitary violation? He says, is sex unsanitary? I said, it is if you do it right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it is if it's near the open cans of soup. <laughs> well, that was see, that was the big concern. If this story gets out, right? They they were in a warehouse, nowhere near where the soup is made. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just a, a building with a lot of cases and a lot of uh, uh, pile, piles and piles of soup. Mm-hmm. They weren't near anything that could affect. But people they get extra that. creamy. <laughs> oh. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. That's where the cream and the I'm cream sorry. of mushroom soup came sorry. from. Marie <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, has wow. me thinking of casseroles well, that, a whole different way now. Oh, well, Paul Fote started that. Well, so well, any- Fortunately, the story really didn't get out wow. until now. But, see, sometimes <laughs> a public relations person is best when there's no attention paid to something. Mm. And that was what we were trying to do to get it settled, because if there had been a strike, then we would have had all of these issues and people would have been coming around. What's the strike about? What would have talked about? It'd be nationally, uh, national publicity. People would say, I'm not going to buy soup. You mean they have sex around the soup? <laughs> well, that's what I thought was so interesting about the Papa John's guy. Because mm-hmm. the latest, I think, he was talking to his publicist. And like they were in a you know big conference room talking about you know, just the next marketing plans. And then he said something completely racist to Mm -hmm. his publicist. Mm -hmm. And so then they were like, uh, and then somebody leaked it. And then, you know, but they were trying to get ahead of it. And then it just happened right in the meeting. So I, I mean, I understand like, you know, you're trying to put out fires, you're trying to keep them at bay, but then also like, you know, cut them off from the beginning. And you warn them. Anything you say, think of it as being on the front page of tomorrow's paper or now right. getting into social media and being a fire before you can even even catch up with it. So, yeah. Uh, I've noticed that you're a big tweeter. I, uh, I, I, uh, I like Twitter. Uh, I think it could possibly ruin our democracy, but I, uh, <laughs> uh, I think it's uh, – as a, as a former newsman, I like the fact that I can follow a lot of news people and they're getting information almost instantaneously. And I, I, I do – it's sort of like an old wire service. You know, like when you two do uh, your ding-ding-ding on the uh, food news update. Oh, which, yes. is, which is coming up and soon. And sounding like, like teletype machines that don't exist anymore, mm-hmm. but still uh, uh, that – sort of like that, having it. Uh, I just learned something. What? That we're actually making teletype machine noises. That's what oh, they are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what that is. <laughs> yeah, oh. the, the wire services, United Press yes. and Associated Press, used to have these machines. They're so stupid. In, <laughs> in newsrooms. I was like, it's just Channel 5. Yeah. You know, they, the yeah. they had keys on them, just like a typewriter, but they ran by themselves. Oh. So that's what would make the clicking sound. Uh-huh. And that's what you're imitating. 
is the clicking sound what of the that? keyboard of the teletype. But they would boop. They'd what? be like high pitched. What is what is that? No, like, no, they're that? not quite as high pitched as you guys do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, only after I've been drinking. Then yeah, really no. well, yeah, or, yeah so everyone after you're at a disco or something. Yes. But it it it. I spent 17 years on that, and you know, by the time I left, I, well, the time I left, they were gone. But, but as long as they were there, I don't, they kind of blend into the background noise. You don't even hear them. I mean, wow. they're just running and running. The uh, most interesting day, I was uh, in college, but I had a part-time job there, and I had to uh, manage the teletype machine so we didn't have 10,000 pages uh, on the floor. Uh, and it was the day the Warren Commission report came out on a Sunday. And I stood there for like 10 hours ripping so, so they could have it piled up. Otherwise, it would have been this because it's paper just scrolls through it. And uh, so, yeah, there. But you, you do kind of make me nostalgic when you do your, <laughs> your teletype. Like, I love oh, my. that. Well, I think in that honor, we should just cut to uh, <laughs> our favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> I hope you're ready. Gird your loins. Gird your loins. Because it's time for Food News Update! A tweet depicting bagels sliced like loaves of bread is causing people to freak out. <laughs> so, it is... This news is a little dated. This did happen a couple weeks ago, and we haven't had a chance until now to talk about it, but it blew up on the internet. Uh, basically, this guy had picked up bagels from Panera and had them sliced like little tiny pieces of bread. Like uh, like white bread, like Wonder Bread. Yeah. yeah. They not look like little, not a sponsor. Uh, <laughs> don't want your white bread. No. Um, but so, yeah, he brought it to work to share with his buddies and tweeted out, Today, I introduced my coworkers to the St. Louis secret of ordering bagels bread sliced. It was a hit. And then Twitter was like, you serial killer. <laughs> um, and then one person wrote, um, okay, I live in St. Louis and would like to clarify that we are not all sociopaths. <laughs> um, but yeah, it went crazy. I mean, it was everywhere. I, yes, I, I read about it. Do you remember? It. Yeah. I, I, it was an abomination. I mean, this, it's like eating pizza with a knife and fork. Oh, there are people who I know, I know. Ah, uh, yeah, the fuck them. Yeah. Have you? Did you read any more updates on this? I mean, this did happen two weeks ago. No, I think it's just a matter of the guy's been so embarrassed that he. Probably oh, that poor man. He was well, just trying to bring his coworkers well, a dozen of bagels, and then. Well, how do you eat the middle of the bagel? Because yeah. then you have these like little circles. I don't know. Food Network did an actual uh, video on what it's like to put schmear on tiny little bread slices. And um, and people, again, like went crazy. Yeah, and they're I like, can't... no, this is like Satan worshiping. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. And I, the, my mind wouldn't be able to recalculate that I was eating a bagel. Right. Yeah. Well, at first I was like, oh, actually, you know, maybe for my low-carb diet, it would be a good thing. You know, you have like a little teeny tiny piece <laughs> And then you get to at least taste of rubbery bread. 
Because how is do that you what eat, you call bagels? How do you toast it when when it's cut up I like don't, that? I don't toast my bagels. Oh, well, never. We can tell you're not from New York. Yeah, Ugh. <laughs> or even the East Coast. I, I I don't like. Why would you toast a bagel? They're already it's perfect. Delicious. When they yeah. come out of the warm, when they're served warm, why would you toast it? Why would uh, you get that crust? Um, true, true. But where are you going? Do you have a like a bagel bakery right next to you that like serves them warm? Um, Le Bagel Delight. And Zucker's and Murray's. I like travel when that when I'm like, oh, oh the bagels are fresh. Like, I I'm see. a bagel connoisseur, I and see. I would never toast it. Anyway, she I just, might try slicing. She just likes them for the so holes. So you see Marie wandering around Brooklyn <laughs> each morning trying to fill the. Uh, fresh I love bagel. bagels. What's your favorite bagel? Uh, I like cinnamon raisin, and Panera has cinnamon crunch. Which oh. is really kind of an obscene, but there are days I just want that sweetness. Yeah, that's oh. why I get a savory, a sweet and savory. Remember, I told you it's my secret. <laughs> it's my bagel secret that I've just told millions of people on our pot. No, I'm just kidding. There's hundreds, <laughs> uh, 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 and people wonder why you get mad at me every time I make a weight joke. <laughs> what? You have to have a sweet and savory bagel. And on that note, <laughs> hangover-free alcohol could be available for your consumption in the next five years. Talk about genetically engineering our food some more. Are, are you an alcohol drinker? No. Well, are you an alcoholic? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, surprise, this is actually an intervention. No, 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 we no, have your I, wife yeah. and I, children. I don't, I don't think. Uh, I've had more than uh, a few beers uh, when we travel. I, I have a, a really strong uh, objection to driving with even an ounce of alcohol. Oh, I agree. And I, so usually we're you, out man. at a restaurant. I'm going to be the one driving. Now when we're on vacation and we have cabs and all that, uh, then I will have a couple of beers and yeah. all that. I used to love vodka martinis. Uh, I was young. Oh, well, I we'll get into that. But apparently the man behind this magical elixir is David Nutt. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd love to marry a guy with the last name Nutt. Nutt in capital. David, I'm uh, coming for you. You, have, you have, may have heard of Mr. Nutt because he used to be <laughs> the UK's government drugs advisor but was promptly sacked when he argued that horse riding was more dangerous than taking ecstasy because um, horse riding, you get one, like, accident every... Oh, uh, 350 oh, times, yeah. and with ecstasy, you have one every 10,000. <laughs> yeah, I'd fire the fucker. <laughs> That's a dumb statistic. So how is no. this alcohol non... Yeah, so it's a, it's, um, it's a synthetic alcohol, or alco-synth, um, called Alcarel. Sounds like the name of a drag queen. Ladies and gentlemen, now presenting Miss oh. Alcarel... Miss Tipsy Alcarel or something like that. Yeah, no alcohol. <laughs> so the idea being it offers all the relaxing and socially lubricating effects of alcohol without any of the withdrawal symptoms or health problems. Well, I'd be curious to see it uh, in action. Yeah. Take it to a college party and see... Uh, <laughs> See how they, uh, although most college kids are beer drinkers and, uh, rather than uh, than alcohol, but still, uh, that'd be interesting to see. I mean, I, yeah. I, they don't I have the money. It's, it's going to cost like a ridiculous amount of money. You know, 226500000 For one? For, no, to get the, uh, 
the, to get like the funding see, behind I, it. Oh, I see. I, I think there's a benefit to the hangover in that in that it it dissuades people from going out right away the next day and drinking more and more and more and more. So uh, I can remember some hangovers in college. Or, uh, I swore I was not going to have another drink. Till next Friday. That's that's every weekend for Mary and I. And on this topic, I think now is a great time to mention that our sponsor, Swig and Swallow. We um, got a sponsor, y'all, like an official one. Right? Swig and Swallow, the the handcrafted uh, cocktail mixer that you can take to go. Mm -hmm. Swig and Swallow. (laughs) Swig it, then swallow. Swallow. Gulp, gulp. Mm. Wow, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> you scared me with that one. I was like, what's happening? Uh, oh, Arkansas wants to ban labeling cauliflower rice as rice. Whoa. Yes. I'm glad they're really addressing the controversial issues oh, yeah, in Arkansas. Real, yes. I mean, the really. world, the Racism, problems have been solved, and we focus. need to address cauliflower rice. Isn't That's that it. crazy? But sales, so Arkansas, I guess, uh, they're leading, one of their leading um, uh, crops is rice, and their sales are plummeting because people are turning to cauliflower rice. So you're, so, ta- you're talking Arkansas, like China, right? That's, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Arkansas had rice patties. I, yes, I, yeah. I didn't know that either. I didn't. Okay, me neither. <laughs> I was like, you didn't? Oh, I don't know. Arkansas. I mean, I, I've been to Arkansas once and it was lovely. I went and got, uh, I went and had a steam bath and a woman named Bertha scrubbed me like an elephant. <laughs> anyway, back to this. Um, yeah, according to, let's see, uh, Representative David Hillman told Arkansas Democrat Gazette, um, this law only affects people who want to deceive the public about how their food originated. And if you're not trying to deceive the public, this will not affect you or any of the outlets who sell this product. They're going, they're going to ban this. And then if you continue to use that term, they're going to fine you, uh, $1,000, I believe. My goodness. Yeah, and and that goes that money that fine money goes back to the farmers, allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, so people are freaking out about this because the same thing's happening to milk and almond milk, oh. and oat milk, yeah, and the so dairy. dairy the dairy sales are down. So rice sales are down, and dairy. I mean, you know, because we're just all trying to get healthy. I was but, say, is it more healthy almond milk and uh, rice milk and cauliflower rice, or is it? Something yeah. trendy. Trendy, oh. probably. No, I, I would agree that it's uh, healthier because your your carbohydrate intake with like if you're eating a ton of rice as, and you switch it out for cauliflower rice or, you know, I'm a I'm not lactose friendly, so oh, okay. I uh, almond milk has definitely changed my life. Even though it's like a, th- a gallon of water per almond to process for oh. that, so it's really terrible actually. Um, I shouldn't diss uh, Arkansas. I actually like it. I went down there a lot when uh, I was at Campbell. They owned uh, Swanson Foods, and we were the second largest employer in Arkansas after Tyson. 
Were you on the on the on the forefront of the TV dinner movement? Oh then? my! That, well, that goes, that predates me, but I can tell you the story of how the TV. Oh my dinner God! Got. I think I think we have to bring food news update to an end. Oh, Ryan. I think so. Well, sorry, Arkansas, for for your rice issues, <laughs> but hopefully you can tackle racism next time. Okay, all right. And, and with that's that, the that's end the of end of food <laughs> news update. It, it it was in the 1950s in <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska, and it was. A woman named Betty Comden, who was an unusual in that she had she was a single mother, uh, which was unusual in the fifties, and so she had to prepare meals for her children. So she would cook the food and all, and put them on plates and freeze them. And one day she's thinking, you know, I'll bet we could do this with a tray. Let's try it. And they tried a few prototypes and all that. And they said, well, what should we do? The frozen dinner doesn't quite sound right. Well, what, what will people, how will they eat this? And somebody said, they're probably going to sit in front of their TV. Aha, the TV dinner was born. Oh. And that was all of the frozen dinners that now exist come from the birth of the TV dinner around the mid-1950s uh, by Betty, who's since passed on. She was a wonderful lady. I, I uh, worked with her a lot. Whoa. And uh, she uh, she had the idea because she needed to – she was a busy mother, and she needed right. to have something she could take out of the freezer and make for her children when she came home. And right. that hungry husband, too. I mean, heaven from No, well, not her. There wasn't a hungry husband. Right. But, no. I, but yeah. I remember reading about when, yeah, when the TV dinners came along, it was just because the women were starting to, to work as well, and yes. they didn't have time. Well, that was, that was part of it. And uh, sometimes they just wanted the lazy-ass father to make dinner, so all he could do was heat it. Right. <laughs> wow. oh I love God. that we've gone down that road. When you started this story, I thought it like sounded like it needed a little bit of like, a backtrack to it. It just didn't work, though. Oh, that was that was what you were doing? Oh, I didn't get it. I was like, that's distracting yeah, and rude. I know. So, okay. you're, you're a great storyteller. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I just wanted to, like, amplify it. Ah, well, I can edit in music if well, that's, we find that is it. The, that's that is the true story. Yeah. Oh. That's amazing. That's well, do you have any other fires that you had to put out in... in pub, in public relations well, we had, world? Uh, <laughs> one of the... Uh, there were two... Problems that came up one less often than the other. I'll talk about the one that came up often. People would try to scam the company by calling and saying, there's a roach in my soup. And we'd say, okay, take the product. And we'd get there, and it would be like a live, you know, almost a live roach, full-size roach. And we said, you know, this soup is cooked at 400 degrees for like 20 minutes inside the can. Now, we're not saying we want roaches in the soup, but of course, if we've, we can take it to a Washington where we had an electron microscope, and there they can see if there were any, anything from a roach. And of course, if there ever was, then we would, we would, we would work something out with the, uh, with the customer. We didn't want people to think. But it was very, 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 very rare. Because it's, it's, uh, the soup is put into the can, then put into a heater, and it's cooked for about 20, 25 minutes, depending on the product, uh, inside the can, and then, and then shipped out. The other uh, problem that was uh, less frequent but more serious was tampering. Um, I was there during the time where everything was shifting to tamper evident. Uh, we hadn't gotten all the products, and it took a lot of years to make every product tamper. Now we think of it was just second nature. We don't, we don't even imagine a product that would 
how is a how is a can like oh not it's not there were ever. there were other products I'll tell you it it was mostly on a product like V8 juice. Oh. Yeah. V8 juice and the tomato juice used to have just a uh, like a pull tab, and it was just held on by like a little bit of adhesive. So you know, these things always seem to happen out in the uh, Pacific Northwest. Uh, there's more cereal killers out there. You know, there, there were some with other products, not ours, a, a tampering with drugs and things like that. But uh, we had a problems where people would pull the tab off. And then put something in oh, it, no. and I got a call one day saying, "Oh, we had a real serious problem. The guy's um, maybe not going to make it. He put bleach into the can." Oh. Now, uh, all all products now are tamper evident, so that can't happen anymore. Uh, I guess it was a more innocent time. We didn't think people would do that. Uh, <sighs> Why would you want to hurt a person you have no idea? This was a, a poor truck driver stopped at a, at a convenience store, went in and bought it. These were the small cans and you can get like, oh I God. think six or seven ounces. <laughs> and he just swigged it down because he was so thirsty and suddenly his throat was on fire. So, you know, that's the type of, that's the other type of problem, the less funny uh, mm-hmm. type, but uh, very, uh, very serious. I had a similar incident on Friday night with a gentleman, right? Swigged it down, throat was on fire. And <laughs> what is he talking about? Marie, Marie just gave me the biggest eye roll. <laughs> Not all about sucking cock. Back to... No. <laughs> I think I'm just jealous. We, we, almost, we, almost, uh, we almost killed David over here. <laughs> well, so we've taken it down. Whatever. Well, I will tell you, though, in, in connection to your, uh, the title of your podcast, one of the first things I learned when I went to Campbell was in food research, it always comes down to something called mouthfeel. Mm. How does it feel when you put it into your mouth? Oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know that Michael originally wanted to call the podcast Sausage and Tuna? I was thinking tacos and tuna. Tacos, uh, tacos and, t- and sausage, I mean. Tacos and sausage. Uh, tacos and tuna. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It just keeps getting worse. <laughs> I mean, tuna is really pejorative. I mean, I mean, yes, that's why I was like, "Honey, yeah. I'm an I'm like a quite the feminist, and I'm not going to refer to my vagina as tuna." Um, we also <laughs> went through names like North Meats, M-E-A-T-S, South. Uh, okay, because okay. I'm from here and she's yeah, from that, there. Yeah, that, I like that one too. Yeah. I think Ninja Mouth uh, works. And, Thank uh, God nobody had it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's that was always a problem. Uh, Campbell people would be named Campbell, mm. and they'd say, "Oh, I want to use that name." They were perfectly allowed to use that, but they couldn't use it in the manner they wanted to use it in the way uh, Using we had the graphic, it. right? With the uh-huh. graphic, the C in a certain way, and we had to put a poor lady. Uh, Grandma's popcorn. It was called out in out in Nebraska again. She was just a little entrepreneur, but she was oh, Grandma Campbell's popcorn. I mean, and she used the logo, and we crushed her. Uh, we had to. We said if we don't protect the copyright. Doctor mm-hmm. Doctor David Hackney taking old ladies out one at a time. <laughs> yeah. No mercy. No show no up mercy. no mercy, Campbell Sue. And, and I the, thought Marie was a sniper. The ones- <laughs> 
the ones I enjoyed, though, were the politicians we went after. Uh. A politician named Joe Campbell, and he wanted to use the, uh, like, those were fun. Mm-hmm. Those were fun. Uh, wow. I didn't particularly like doing it to Grandma Campbell, but, I mean, said, we just said change it. Don't, because yeah. it's a food product. We can't have you thinking that you know, it's one of ours. Right. Uh, well, do you have any other funny stories? Like, well, I had you know? a, uh, uh, this was uh, before I went to Campbell, I was uh, with an oil company. and uh, Like olive oil? No. Cooking oil? No, like motor oil. Oh. Sunoco was Sunoco. slightly retarded. I'm sorry. You can't you say, can't that. say you, that. You may have I'm going to edit that out. The, the, the lubrication oil? <laughs> uh, Sunoco? I mean, you've seen Sunoco stations, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So um, it was coming up on the 100th anniversary of the company, and we were going to do a book. So they said to me, oh, well, you want to get out of Puerto Rico and help the photographer uh, get some shots that will go with the, uh, with the copy. So I get a guide and um, out in the fields, and we're in this old sugarcane field, which the uh, company happens to own, and, you know, just doing the uh, the measuring for the shot and all that, and suddenly I have this horrible pain on my legs, and I look down, and there are thousands of Brazilian fire ants. Ah! Oh, my God, I have a similar story. Go ahead. And the guide goes... He forgot all his English, <laughs> and he throws me to the ground and starts pulling my pants off. Oh. And I, you know, usually you have to buy me dinner. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to buy me a martini, yeah. a vodka martini. Well, I had, I had. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fortunately, I mean, they took me to the hospital. I, they gave me an antihistamine shot. I didn't have any allergy to it, but I was shaking dead ants. And then somebody once said, "Dead ants." Dead ants. But I was shaking dead ants out of my, well, I threw the underwear out. I wasn't ever going to wear that again. But the pants I wanted to keep. And uh, even when I got home, I would shake them and a couple of them would fall out. They were, uh, they were really, really bad. Yeah, when I was, yeah. A, when I was a young warthog, I um, was on the beach in Puerto Rico with my parents um, every summer like we would do. And I was just standing there and all of a sudden my foot was covered yeah. in fire ants like because I stepped on an anthill. And I screamed bloody murder. Oh, yeah. The next day, all you see is little bite marks all over you. Well, you can imagine. They threw they me in the water. Get yeah. into mm-hmm. their underwear. I mean, they're oh. getting into some pretty sensitive areas. Oh. Yeah. 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 I was afraid I was going to swell up. and. Uh... Don't you do that every Saturday morning? A little fire ants in your pants? <laughs> Eye roll, insert eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I love Puerto Rico. I mean, it's a beautiful uh, place. But the next time I went to Puerto Rico, I caught Legionnaire's disease. Oh, no. And almost, well, I don't want to say almost died, but I was damn sick for a long time. And, uh, yeah, there was something with the hotel. It was right after a hurricane, and the hotel was, <clears throat> wasn't fully back into operation, right? So with fire ants and Legionnaire's disease, I've said, you know, hasta la vega to Puerto Rico. I love you. I wish you well and never have a hurricane again. 
But I think, you know, two strikes, I'm not going to try for a third. I see. <laughs> it I does see. come in threes. It, it yeah. does. I love Puerto Rico. Mm. I, we need to go. Oh, my God. I would love to go with yeah, you. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful place. We'd die, yeah. probably. <laughs> we would. We would. I'd take you to see, like, the, phosphor, the phosphorescent bay. Did you Did you see that when you were no, out no. there? I did um, a lot around San Juan and then in the rainforest. So, yeah, it's mm. one of only, I think, three left in the world. And so mm. you go at night on a boat, and because of, like, the phosphorescent right. luminaries and right. whatever. I, I don't know what they're called. I'm no bi- marine biologist. No, um, you can touch the water and it lights oh, and up. It moves, yeah. and no, and well, the water moves because they're on. Well, the I ocean. know, but like the but uh, <laughs> the lights, the lights, it move. lights up. I loved how clear the water was. Oh, you can walk out yeah. into the Caribbean, probably almost up to your waist, and you see these little fish swimming around, mm. little tropical fish, and mm-hmm. the water is perfectly clear. It is. I do not want to in any way hurt Puerto Rican tourism, but it's simply a matter of uh, bad memories. Yeah, so you just haven't had um, very good luck on your way there, you know? Well, so are you, you teach once a week on no, Wednesday? No, what, what I'm doing now is I am uh, back in the classroom as a student. Because oh, uh, you were you retired. Yeah, I retired right? from from teaching at Rowan. Okay, and then uh, University of Pennsylvania has something for uh, alumni where you can take courses for really reduced. Uh, so I go into class, and these students, twenty year old students, wonder who is this guy who's older than our professor. <laughs> but then they they start to realize I'm I try to just be another student, and they kind of like to. They know I'm a former professor. They like being able to say David. They're kind of like, oh, okay. And I've gotten friends. Uh, I have been a big supporter when I was at Rowan of women's lacrosse. Uh, really uh, did some things for the women's lacrosse team and Penn's lacrosse team. Three of the students are in the class. So I've been going to their games. Uh, and uh, uh, it's, it's fun. I, I am uh, an advocate of lifetime learning. Uh, mm-hmm. that you never stop having the need to learn more. Uh, you've got to admit you don't know much. Right. And then and there's always new things you can learn. And as I tell people, the more stuff I learn, the more stories I have. Yeah. <laughs> well, one cool thing that I've been um, learning lately, so I haven't been taking classes for anything other than like improv, acting, playmaking, right. writing, whatever. So um, there's a community center in Brooklyn that actually will – provide very low cost classes Mm. in filmmaking and podcasting, audio, um, photography. So I just completed a two week, uh, it was two weeks in a row of audio engineering. Um, cause I edit our podcast, but I just do it very limited. I'm very limited on GarageBand. So I was able to learn this whole new professional, um, software and, um, the end of the class, like we had to present you were going to love this. You had to present like, you know, he gave us just like 10 minutes to kind of uh, um, take what we had learned and apply it and, and share some sort of audio, mm-hmm. you know, exercise or, um, you know, uh, clip. So I, um, we, you could go to YouTube and like pull the audio. So I pulled um, the end of Titanic with Jack and, and um, uh, what's her name? Claire? No. Uh, I don't know. Uh, that girl. 
Oh, God. Jack and Diane. De- no. Deborah. Deborah. No. Jill? Whatever. Kate Winslet's character. So I took them and she's like, never let go, Jack. And then I mixed it with um, Jurassic Park. And so it sounded like Jack died, not because of frostbite or whatever, but because of all the dinosaurs attacked him and... <laughs> And the class, I wish you could have seen their faces. Because everyone else was, like, combining, like, rain drops over, like, a, you know, c- cinematic scene from their favorite movie or whatever. And then I just did that. And then uh, the professor was like, you're very um, special. <laughs> but anyway, I'm taking more classes. How did he mean that? I don't know. Special? I don't know. But everyone liked it. I don't know. I'm excited. So anyway, I think our podcast is going to get even better because I Great. know – well, I'm learning all this stuff. Is that even possible, Marie? Is that yeah. even oh, possible? Every, everything can always be. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing that can't be improved. I didn't even That's press right. the button. Oh, well, I just knew that it was, sadly, the time is coming to an end. <laughs> we have had a really, really great day here well, with you. So have I. I mean. Thanks for, I mean, you took a. A, a car to a train to, to a, a plane, plane to an automobile no, 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 no plane, to a no boat <laughs> a train that uh, I got a van track credit they were on time which really threw me off that's why I was here early yeah uh, but uh, no it's an easy it's a like 70 minute train ride it's, from Philly yeah, it's yeah, no I, lo- yeah. I love that train ride and that Amtrak sells that um, what is it not Woodford yeah Woodbridge Woodbridge Chardonnay not Who a sponsor you? of the pod, right? Ew. <laughs> what? Ugh. No, no Gross. Woodbridge Chardonnay. What, do you not have any respect for your mouth? <laughs> no. You've seen some of the things I'm that have been in I'm a wine snob, oh, and please. I did not like Woodbridge. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Franzia, Franzia boxed wine. That's what... That's what oh, <laughs> beta box. box. That's a what box I, wine? Yes, box wine is where to go. Oh, is it? It's okay. on a budget, and it's in oh. a box. Yeah. And but not Swig and Swallow. No. Swig and Swallow is in a nice, beautiful, recyclable container. <laughs> and it's and it's handcrafted and homemade, well, in a in a sanitary in a yeah. kitchen yeah. space. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. Swig and Swallow. <laughs> A sponsor of In Your Mouth. <laughs> Speaking of uh, beaches, before we close it out, um, a great thing to do is to take one of those swig and swallows, mm-hmm. or the box of Franzia. You, you pull the bladder out, you throw your swig and swallow in the freezer, with, um, and it like uh, it turns into slushy, and then you could have a frozen cocktail mm. on La Playa. Mm. Yes. And probably don't even know that it's non or that it's alcoholic. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Right. Put that in your mouth. I will. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, we cannot thank you enough for well, taking the journey to New York City to sit down with us. I mean, I've really enjoyed you know our friendship over the years, right. and and just really appreciate that well, you support. I, I am glad to do it. Oh, and if thank you. you. Uh, Ever want me back, uh, uh, I'll have you talk to my agent. <laughs> <laughs> I told you first he was a hustler. Free. Yeah, first time's free. Second time. Well, maybe we'll come to Philly. We, we'd yeah. love to oh start traveling more and, yeah. and that would pods. be That would be great. There's a lot on tour. Have you ever had a Philly cheesesteak? You better believe it. Yeah, mm. all right. Yeah. yeah. I go to Pat's and Gino's. Pat's and Gino's. And like right across just, the street yeah. from each other. Right? Well, so here, so since you are a professor and, and you're very smart. Oh, you're not going to ask me to choose. No, 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 no. Well, I would. I mean, since there is always room for improvement, do you have any notes for us? Because this is usually what I ask my mother in all of my artistic things. 
things and then she has notes and improvements. But well, I'm curious if you have. I can. I'll give you some thoughts offline. Sure. I, I oh, have okay. To, uh, Off the record. I, I have to. Uh, before have he to rips us a new that. one. No, no. Well, I don't know if you had any ideas of, of um, future episodes that you think that we should do. Or, uh, well, you know. I, th- I think you could do uh, one on regional foods. Uh, and oh, yes. now what. What I would like now, this I know you don't follow baseball, but there are some people who might you might be able to find somebody to come on, uh, perhaps from the Mets or something who mm. knows about the f- the food at baseball parks is individualized by city. We uh, did a podcast. What what podcast episode that we did? That was the same podcast as I am chicken and she is waffles. Well, we did an episode on just concessions. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's but, right. But, but Ballfield, ball uh, because they uh, every, every ballpark wants it to be regional, so that mm. if you go to Baltimore, you're going to find crabs. Uh, and some, I forget where, I, I think San Francisco has sushi. Yeah. Uh, you don't so, have to go to Baltimore for crabs, just Marie's pants. Oh! I, oh. <laughs> and you could go to Aunt, get Ants and David's. Hey! Oh my God, it's your new <laughs> restaurant venture. <laughs> David and Marie's crab and ants. <laughs> well, oh I went God. to a Phillies game uh, with a boyfriend I was dating years and years ago. First mistake, it was uh, went with his parents, um, and when we were walking into the baseball field, I was holding Jonathan's hand, and then I looked up, and nope, I had accidentally grabbed his father's hand, and he did not let go. Like we were holding hands for like thirty <laughs> seconds, and I was like, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry." He goes. Oh, it was quite nice. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. Okay. And then we went in, and we all got Philly cheesesteaks. Yeah, and they sick. were so delicious that as soon as we were done, I was like, I mean, we should all just get another one. Because they were like, they were pretty, I thought they were pretty small, you know? Oh, well, you could get them all different sizes. <laughs> yeah. And but is, I, size, is size really that important to you? To, yes, it, yes, yes, it is. Yes, actually, yes. <laughs> if it, we're talking Philly cheesesteaks, yeah. yes. But it was funny. I mean, I felt like I was embarrassing myself, but I was like, I think that we should get another one. Shouldn't and I couldn't focus on the game at all because I was more concerned about well, getting another. There are places uh, at the, at the ballpark and in other parts of the city. A place called Tony Luke's, mm. who uh, has various sizes, so you can get uh, a twelve inch or a six inch. Oh, and oh my god! He, he's giving uh, Pat and Gina's a good run for their money. He, oh my he makes god. a very good cheesesteak. I love a wow. cheesesteak. Yeah. Well, well, oh my God! Now like, I gotta go get cheesesteaks. Like who was it that said it? Like uh, Donna Summer was it? Where we never can say goodbye, boy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a disco queen. I'm sorry. Yes. He um, is. Let, tell the tell the people out there where they can follow you on Twitter. You always have great tweets. I am at Prof Hackney, uh, Prof Hackney on, yeah. on Twitter, and uh, yeah, yeah, Glad follow to, him. It's very so, easy to find. Just yes, Prof Hackney. Tell uh, tell him that. Uh, we sent you out there. That's right. Yeah, so uh, thank you so much for coming all the way. Yeah. We we really, really enjoyed this, and we were so excited to have Tell you Tell your on. wife thank you, too, because I know it. it's a beautiful Sunday right now, and you're here in New York, away from her. At our Times Square studio. Yeah. And she's going, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good, he's out of the house for a day. She called the mailman uh, over. Uh, no. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for being here. And y'all, thank you so much for tuning in to In Your Mouth.